Hello, this is Peter Bergman, and you're listening to the July 8th, 2011 edition of Everything, Everything You Know Is Wrong. Those of you who are regular listeners realize I just upgraded the opening instead of cupping my hands. Uh, and to make reverb or echo or whatever. I actually went into GarageBand and did it all on my own. I feel so empowered, powered, 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 powered. Well, let's start today's podcast by talking about the passing of the old school. Now, this is from an anonymous blogger on um, Political Wire, and it really talks about what we're dealing with in government today and what is the nature and future of both the Republican Party and our Commonwealth. And I quote, I think we will look back at this moment as the chaotic time that the old order turned to the new. In my opinion, we are seeing the remnants of the soon-to-be old power structure see their grip on power slip with the predictable response of even greater efforts to hold power through cohesion, projections of power, and inflexibility. I would change the terms pollsters use here from enthusiasm to desperation or fear. The end is coming. The demographers are clear. Majority, minority is marching closer every day. Their team is the long-term loser, the Republicans. The horse and buggy to the Model T. We are now in the battle of the bulge phase of this transition. I don't think the transition will be smooth, nor do I think the Democrats can't lose elections, but the behavior seems to fit the fact that Democrats will compromise because the future is theirs, while Republicans have to hold on to every vestige of their order remaining as though their lives depended on it. Because it does. Tomorrow is not so bright for them. Well, I've been hawking for a long time on the fact that the GOP is disappearing as, as a party in front of our eyes. And that kind of explains it. They must, some of them, look into the future and see the demographic change, see their minority already dying as we speak. And so they cling to the old order. They're suddenly faced with the loss of their entitled life, of American exceptionalism. They're not alone. It affects me, too. I know that as the change comes, things that I take for granted are going to disappear and I'm going to have to deal with it. But right now the GOP is dealing with it by saying no. Close it down. Make the poor pay anything to stop this inexorable change. Polenti, Teapaw, he's cheering on the shutdown of the Minnesota uh, government, which is costing them millions a day and putting lots of people out of work. And what is the House majority? What are they focusing on right now? The debt ceiling crisis, Afghanistan, unemployment? No, they're fighting to stop the ban on incandescent bulbs. When did that light go on in their head? And the GOP, remember, these are the guys that fought so hard against stem cell research. Well, the first man-made artificial organ, a esophagus grown from stem cells, has been implanted and successfully implanted, okay? So they are railing against the future. I understand why. I mean, they've grown up in this white man's world and it's changing and it's not just race, it's also world power and whether or not we can really um, consume 25% of the world's resources being 5% of the world's population. The fact that the ocean is dying, they won't even deal with that one. They're more interested in dealing with the fact that this month we added only 18,000 jobs. 
18,000 jobs. Well, <laughs> the um, pundits and the economists, you know, the ones that are paid to predict, they expected 90,000. Some said between 125,000 and 175,000 new jobs. Wrong. 18,000, pushing the unemployment rate, this is the official unemployment rate, up to 9.2%. Well, people are saying that's why Obama is compromising. He's scared that he's going to lose the election because of the slowness of the economy. I don't know if that's true. I think he's got something up his sleeve. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And yes, he, he and the White House are shaken by these numbers, but I honestly believe, along with Mr. Plouf from uh, the White House, that the people don't blame Obama for the slowed economy. They just don't. They know, one, he inherited it, and two, he's facing a House and a Republican Party and a Tea Party and on and on that won't do anything about it. They have no plan. How are we going to create new jobs? Well, they say, cut taxes. Excuse me? Shut down regulations. Oh, that's going to help. We'll watch this uh, carnival unfold. The GOP. They hate science. That's part of their uh, get pushing back against the tsunami of change. They see science. They blame science for change because, of course, science is one of the components of change. That's why so many Republicans are young earthers. The earth is only 5,000 years old. Oh, come on. But all science is suspect. So what is the House uh, Appropriations Committee going to kill? They want to kill the successor to the Hubble Telescope. Yes, they want to kill the James Webb Space Telescope, the crown jewel of NASA's astronomy plans for the next two decades. Telescope is named after former administrator of NASA and is, you know, the son of Hubble. It's designed to study the first stars and galaxies that emerged in the first hundred million years or so after the Big Bang. The GOP should be all for it because back then it was all old school. The James Webb was supposed to be launched in 2014, but NASA had to push it back because there was an overrun of $1.6 billion. But last week they announced they'd finished polishing all the segments of the telescope's mirror which is 6.5 meters in diameter, but the, they still have to uh, test it before they launch the telescope. Remember, NASA were the people that let Corning put in the Hubble telescope lens backwards. They had to go up into space and turn it around. Well, when astronomers heard about this move to kill uh, the new telescope, they reacted with immediate dismay, fearing that the death of the Webb Telescope could have the same dire impact on American astronomy that killing the superconducting supercollider, a giant particle accelerator in Texas, did in 1993 for American physics. Particle physics is not an American game anymore. You got to go over to Switzerland to see things moving really quick. The fastest thing happening in Texas now is cars speeding on the highway. Well, there is some good news. How can I necessarily call this good news? At least, at least we're trying to deal with the problem. The EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, has issued new standards for power plants in 28 states that would sharply cut emissions of chemicals that have polluted forests, farms, lakes, and streams across the eastern United States for decades. Been doing it for decades, and it took us this long to do anything about it. Woohoo! The agency said the regulations, which take effect next year, 
would reduce emissions of compounds that cause soot, smog, and acid rain from hundreds of power plants by millions of tons at the additional cost to utilities of less than $1 billion a year. That's a billion dollars spread across all the utilities. Anybody that's grew up with Monopoly knows utilities are very much on the board. The EPA said the cleaner air would prevent as many as, get this, 34,000 premature deaths, 15,000 non-fatal heart attacks, and hundreds of thousands of cases of asthma and other respiratory ailments every year. Think how much that costs us, the sickening of the workforce. Lisa Jackson, the EPA administrator, said the new rule would improve air quality for 240 million Americans living in states where the pollution is produced or where it travels downwind. Well, it's about time. See you next week. And don't forget to go up to Oz and donate because that's what keeps giving you edition after edition of Everything, Everything You Know 